Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome back to the Living Lizzie podcast with me, Lizzie. And today we are going to be talking about how I got into the business entrepreneurial world. It's definitely a roller coaster of a course to get to where I am today. But before we get into it, make sure that you um, follow, subscribe, like whatever this podcast on whatever podcast system you are listening to, screenshot it and tag me on social media at livinglizzie uh, underscore literally everything. Um, So I can thank you for listening as well as I get to know who is listening. So that being said, let's get into it. So growing up, I never thought that I was going to be my own boss or be an entrepreneur in any way, shape, or form. Um, I was exposed to the entrepreneurial world a lot growing up. My mom and my dad had a business together um, downtown, I think it was St. Paul, Minneapolis. Whichever building that has a big first on it they had their business in that company or had their business in that building and so growing up I was always at their office I got to be in their meetings I got to sit down with the people who were coding for their company I got to sit with the front desk lady and I got exposed to that then when my um, parents moved to I call it my country home um my my hometown uh, my mom was a real estate agent so I got to go to showings with her and I was always at her office I was always in the front desk with her because well my dad wasn't there and so my mom was um, rocking the real estate life in 2008 which if you don't know that is when the house market crashed and so I was exposed to that a ton and even before that too my dad had his own restaurant and what was super fun is whenever I was with my dad I was with him every other weekend I would go to the restaurant with him and when he first opened the restaurant up I went to Cisco with him to help pick out different dinner meals and everything but even being exposed to all of that I didn't think that I was going to be an entrepreneur person, you know, a business owner, um, because I really wanted to go to school to be a veterinarian. So I applied to college and I only applied to one school. I applied to NDSU and I kind of got in, but kind of didn't at the same time. So um, my GPA was terrible. I barely graduated with a (laughs) 2.4, which I tell people that and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, grades literally mean nothing to me. Um, and when I graduated, which is super funny, you know how all those people have different tassels and it says, you know, what their GPA was. So there's like the white ones for people who have a 2.5 and above the yellow ones for the people at a 3.0 um and then you had the people who had like the really fancy honor sashes so I didn't get any of that because my GPA was so low and my graduation day I remember they just had a bucket of these extra tassels (laughs) at graduation so I grabbed one and my mom found out that I I took one and she's like you're taking that off because you did not earn it and I was like (laughs) Let me just pretend I'm smart for two seconds, please. But I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, so I applied to NDSU. I kind of got in, kind of didn't at the same time. Um, I got into this thing called the Pathway Program where it's like you have the ACT score high enough or you have a GPA high enough to get in. However, you don't meet both requirements, but we still want you to come to our school. So went to NDSU, originally was going to school to be a vet tech and started the general programs there my first semester. 
and I hated it. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> like it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And so I changed my major to interior design. And um, my second semester, I realized that interior design is more of a hobby versus something that I wanted to make a career out of. And at that time of deciding what I was going to do next semester, um, I switched jobs from working at Buffalo Wild Wings to the airport where I was renting cars to people. I actually didn't choose to switch jobs. I got fired from Buffalo Wild Wings because I was working at the Buffalo Wild Wings in my hometown and um, I was scheduled at both locations. So the one in Fargo and the one in my hometown. And so moral of the story is I got fired because I didn't show up to my job uh, in Fargo. <laughs> but it all worked out because I met my husband. And yeah, it all worked out for the better. But um, and so I started working there. And they basically said, you know, if you want to, you can start going to school for business. And that would be really good for you because you there's like a full career path that you could do with um, working at the airport. So I thought to myself, oh my gosh, okay, let's go to school for project management because they said you do project management or business management. And when I was working at the airport, I loved what I did there. Um, It was a commission-based job. Like you had your base salary, but you also got commission. Um, You got commission based off of upgrading people into cars to getting people insurance to GPS to prepaying their gas to um, I think it was just those oh and adding on a driver like you get commission off of that and that's when I learned the beauty of commission (laughs) and when I was working there was the only female and I was also the youngest one working as an agent and there's a guy named Chris and when I first got there I learned about these commission and my manager Brett was like Chris has been here for such a long time nobody has beaten his sales and I was like oh really try me we're doing this I'm gonna beat this kid he wasn't a kid he was a full-grown man (laughs) so it was my mission to beat Chris in sales and after two and a half months of working there I beat his sales the third month and it was like the most glorious thing ever so I was like wow I'm pretty good at this you know project management sounds like a really good idea so I went to school for project management because of the pathway um, you know career plan thing that they had at the airport and I learned that I was really good at commission jobs um, my first February of working at the airport. I worked there for a little over three years and um, I had the highest sales in the quad state area. So North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, and Montana. In February, I did over a quarter of a million dollars in additional revenue for the company just in one month based off of car upgrades, insurance, um, gas, all the things. And I was just blown away by my paycheck. I remember it was about um, a $12,000 paycheck that month and I almost pooped myself. I was like, I never want to work for a job, a nine to five job where I can't make this type of money. Like commission is my jam. But then things spiraled. My, um, 
location manager Brett um, left to go back to California because he applied for a higher up position. They basically told him, you are never going to get this position. So have a great life. So he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to keep wasting my time here. I'm going to leave. And then we didn't have a manager. We didn't have a location manager. We didn't have an area manager. We just had a regional manager and he was an absolute asshole. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it whatsoever. He was a dick um, because we didn't have a manager at the time. So I was doing all the managerial things. I was telling people what to do. I was managing the car fleet. I was getting damaged vehicles from our locations and getting them fixed. And then also helping with um, recalled vehicles and managing um, and helping guide the people who are cleaning the vehicles. And, you know, I worked there for, I think, 50 hours a week on top of going to school full time. Like it was a lot. And the reason that I say this guy was an asshole is because I was like, hey, I'm doing all the jobs and doing all the things that a manager would do. Would I be eligible to apply for this position? And because of um, my major that I was going to school for, because I eventually switched it from project management to business, um, I did qualify for it. And this guy had the balls to tell me that, you know what, I love that you know, tenacity and that ambition. However, I will never hire a female as a manager as long as I'm the general or the district manager. And I was like, oh, really? Okay, well, fuck off. (laughs) Andy, here's my two weeks. And I put in my two weeks. I didn't have a backup plan. However, one of the car um, cleaning agents, um, his fiance wife um, worked at Microsoft and I told her that I put my two weeks in and she's like oh really well we're looking to hire at Microsoft you're really good at sales would you like to have a position at Microsoft and I was like holy crap um sure (laughs) and so I applied for the job I got the job on the spot and two weeks later I started working at Microsoft So after that, I started working at Microsoft and I was an Office 365 specialist. And basically what I would do is I would reach out to these small businesses or even large companies and um, work with their accounts and I would help them upgrade from on-premise servers to the cloud. You know, the thing that's like all the way up in the sky where you really don't even know what it is. I would help people upgrade that so they could remove the big bulky servers off of their location. And I would work with people who had anywhere between 5 to 20 seats on an account to 30,000 to 50,000. I think my biggest account that I had was Johnson Johnson. And it was, you know what? It was not the greatest. <laughs> um like how it would work is you would get people upgraded to these accounts and when you would do that you'd set them up with a partner um, and that partner would come out to their location and they would um, get rid of their servers and set them up with a cloud and within two what was it two and a half three months I got this thing called the tiger award um, because our team was called the tiger team because that's what office 365's like code name was before it got the name of office 365 and which is so funny because I got the award for setting up the most accounts with the most partners which is super cool Um, and I was like wow this is awesome I didn't get commission or anything off of those things but I was still making a lot of money as a 20 year 20 ish year old (laughs) um, working at Microsoft 
and I just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, But I very quickly realized that a desk job is not for me. I hate sitting in those four walls. You know, there's no light, there's no windows. You just are in a little tiny miserable prison cell with other people next to you in their cells. And then you know, I'm a talker. I love talking, clearly. That's why we have a podcast. Um, <laughs> and you, they didn't like, I'm, I'm going to be real, desk jobs with the four prison walls, it is just a fun sponge job. Like they just suck the fun out of everything. Um, and after about 11 months of working there, my division got laid off. Um, every single one of them, I think it was like 50 some people. Actually, I think it was more than that. My specific team, it was 50 people, but there was other people um, with different, what are the words I'm trying to think of, other technological things that they were offering. So like Azure and private servers and things like that there are other people offering those services and all those people got laid off and our jobs went across to India because it was cheaper it's literally what they told us so I posted on Facebook and I was like best way to end your week is finding out through an email that you just got laid off and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm devastated. Blah. Oh, I also forgot to mention when I switched to working at Microsoft, that's when I stopped going to school to focus on my mental health and just like figure life out because I didn't want to keep switching my major left and right. And yeah. <laughs> and so um, I posted on Facebook that I got laid off and I have two and a half weeks to find a new job. And my director, Kathy Jones, um, from the pageant world, she messaged me. She's like, hey, um, the hospital, we're looking for phlebotomists. And um, you don't have to have any prior requirements or anything like that. But yeah, are you looking for a job? Because we're hiring. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And I loved, like growing up, I'd always watch um, the hospital shows like ER, Private Practice, Grey's Anatomy, watched all those episodes from like, you know how people are like now binge watch um, Grey's Anatomy? Like I watched every single episode when they came out from like the beginning. And so I said, sure. And so I applied, got the job, literally called me while I was driving, um, back to my apartment (laughs) and I got the job and I started and I started training and what's super funny is um, you have two weeks of clinical training so you're in a clinic setting um, and you do two weeks of training there and then after that you go to the hospital setting crushed it during the clinical setting but the first day on the job at the hospital actually passed out 30 minutes before the end of my shift I felt so bad for my trainer Ben because I just told him I was like oh god I feel so lightheaded um like I just something's off and so I passed out and then I had to go to the ER and I was there for another four hours after I was supposed to be done and the manager came down she's like do you still want to work here I was like yeah yeah I passed out but I just need to eat better and then um, about three months later I found out I was pre-diabetic and that went into my vegan journey different day different podcast but I worked there for four years and I specialized in peds and trauma and I loved loved almost almost every single aspect of that job I loved getting to you know work on every single floor like I got to do a lot of things that a lot of people who are just on a floor like a CNA and a nurse they're like 
pretty station stationary on those floors where I literally got to go to every single floor. I'd be on the mom's floor. I'd be on the peds floor. I'd be in the trauma um, units. I would go to codes. I would go into the OR. I would literally be in rooms while people's babies were falling out of them. I would be in the ORs with people um, for strokes and <laughs> and traumas. And I got to be really hands-on with traumas. And that's kind of where my passion with helping people um, on a medical side started. And so I decided to go to school to be a nurse. So I did that for about a semester. And then I realized, I was like, meh, I, one, hate vomit, hate it, hate boogers. Um, Like they have the suction things for people with trachs. And I hated it. Hate every, like I would gag, like if I knew people were either throwing up or they had something like, boogery wise I couldn't do it it has nothing to do with the germ aspect of it It has everything to do with the noise I just mm -mm. like I have a son now and Lucas and I have already agreed like I can handle the poop he can handle the throw up like Lucas works at a bar he's used to drunk people vomiting everywhere over the countertops over everywhere he's used to it where me no I'm a sympathy puker I see you puke I'm puking with you. And so I was like, you know what? I want to help people figure out the core of their problems. Nurses do um, nurses do a lot of work. However, I didn't like the prescription drug side of it and how much, you know, it was a lot of prescribing things that I just wasn't a vibe with. And so I was like, I'm gonna be a surgical assistant. So I went to school to be a surgical assistant and I did that. Um, literally all the way up until uh, my semester that I needed to do clinicals. And I realized I want to work with people who can talk. <laughs> I want to work with people who speak. I want to work with people who can respond back to me, not people who are under the knife, who are sedated and can't say anything to me. And I don't even going to have like that interaction with them besides calming them down before we um, have anesthesia come in and knock them out like I didn't want that I wanted to have that human interaction because I love people so I kind of got you all caught up on how we ended that but I didn't talk about or I haven't even touched on how I got into network marketing and how I got into makeup so if you guys don't know I have my own business called faces by Lizzie and that's my makeup artistry business and I'm also with Monet Modern Nature, the number one anti-aging hair care company in the entire world, which also has skincare and wellness. Just tossing it in there. But um, Monet actually wasn't my first direct sales company. Um, I did many direct sales companies my freshman year of college. My um, cousin, she signed me up for Rodan and Field, did literally nothing with it. Then I signed up with Chloe and Isabel, which used to be a jewelry company and they do absolutely nothing uh, or they're not in existence anymore. They filed for bankruptcy and they aren't a thing anymore. Um, but 
I didn't really understand the depths of what network marketing could do for you until I realized what it could do for you. So because of switching all of these jobs financially wasn't wasn't thriving whatsoever. I maxed out my credit card multiple times and also because my bank account was drained by my mom's lawyer my freshman year of college also a vibe Um, and so I constantly financially struggled always like my credit card had never not been more than thousands of dollars and my credit card limit was fifteen thousand dollars so when I'm talking about maxing out I'm talking about maxing out like we're maxinista but not the TJ Maxx version like maxing out our credit card version And so um, I was partnered with a modeling agency here in Fargo and it just wasn't working. You know, I was booking my own job. She wasn't booking me and um, she was asking me to pay a bunch of money for these, in my opinion, very 1980s, 1990s photos for my portfolio book. And she's like, you owe me all this money. And I was like, I don't owe you anything like you haven't booked me any jobs she's like well if you don't pay me I'm gonna sue you and I was like what like how does that even work how does that work and I was dumb and naive and I didn't know and she's like well if you sign up for this business and you work it I won't make you pay anything and I was like fine whatever I'll sign up for that and so I started doing (laughs) Um, direct sales with a makeup and skincare company and I didn't realize the depths of what you could make with it until I started seeing people go on these free trips and I was like I want to go on these free trips I want to like earn a car incentive payment like I want all those things because I was driving a car that didn't have heat didn't have air conditioning Um, (laughs) like I went three winters with zero heat in my car zero I I had um literally um a heating blanket in my car um that I plugged into the cigarette lighter I don't think cigarette lighters are still a thing in cars but cigarette lighter in my car plus I would scrape the inside of the windshield with my windshield scraper but sometimes that wouldn't work so I would take a high alcohol content perfume and I would spray it on the inside and then scrape it off and hope that worked plus there was a leak in the power steering fluid so the entire um driver or the passenger seat was filled with just you know power steering fluid and i would have to literally put that in my car every single time i would drive it because if i didn't my car wouldn't move (laughs) like that's how bad of a car i had and i wanted to buy a new car and so Um, This is when I was working at the airport when I started all of this um, and then transitioned into working at Microsoft like that little fluctuation. So I started doing it and you know I just started doing makeup on myself. Um, I had no idea anything about direct sales. The training that I got was absolute trash. Um, I didn't get any like support from my upline. um, Nothing. And so I was just like you know what like one I saw people were earning these trips to Aruba. I was like, well, shit, I want to go on these. I'm going to go on these trips to Aruba. I want to earn all this. So then I started diving into it. I took the initiative to start learning about what was happening. Something that you'll learn within the world of business, no one has the right answers. Like all these people who have the courses, who have all, not, no. Every single person 
needs to work the business differently based off of who they are. So some people do the parties. I don't got the attention span for parties, okay? I get sidetracked so easily. Then you have the people who um, go live. I love going live. Then you have people who cold message. Not my vibe. Don't sign me up for cold messaging. Hard no. And so I just started going live all the time. <laughs> and I thrived at it. Like I was doing like three, four thousand dollars in sales without really even trying. I was just talking about the products on my stories and on my Facebook feed. And slowly got up and up and up and I became an executive within that company. And then I earned a free trip to well one, I hit the rank where you got um free like an incentive to use a car or to purchase a car and so I bought a Nissan Sentra which I was just like elated like I remember getting that car I was like look at me my Nissan Sentra like that thing did not survive during the winter which is why we upgraded to a Nissan Rogue later on but like I was stoked and then I earned a trip to Costa Rica and I was so excited. And um, throughout this time, I also became Miss North Dakota. And there's this misconception that people think that I became successful within the world of network marketing and within business because of being Miss North Dakota. But something that um, my directors told me, and I made an agreement agreement with them which I really appreciated that they did do this with me, is that I cannot cross promote my business as Miss North Dakota. When I'm Miss North Dakota, I talk about Miss North Dakota stuff. When I'm Lizzie, I talk about both Miss North Dakota and the makeup business side of everything when it comes to selling makeup. And so, um, yeah. And so I got to an executive before that. And then after I was done um, being Miss North Dakota, I kept doing it and continued to thrive. And then it was kind of a downward spiral where um, my upline was going to my downline, basically telling them to block me on all forms of social media because I'm toxic. Basically, um, I didn't like the way that she was working the business. I didn't like the way that she was talking. I didn't like, um, like she didn't do anything. And something that they always say is, do not rely on your upline to make you successful. Like you have to make yourself successful. Network marketing is all independent with a team. I say all the time, it's so much like real estate, so much in every single way. You connect with different people, you share different things with people, and then you follow up with them. That's literally all you do. It's not difficult. It's very simple. Um, and at the time, after I went to Costa Rica, a few weeks later, I went to Houston, Texas to get my makeup artist certification because where I live, you have to um, be either a cosmetologist, an esthetician, or get trained by the president of a cosmetology company. And so I did that out in Texas. Um, did that for a week and I got my makeup artist certification. And then two months later, Monet fell on my lap. And um, it didn't just fall on my lap. I had been using the products prior. Like I was a huge hater. Like I was like, Monet is the worst, blah, um, without ever even trying the products. But my hair was so bad with dandruff that I was like, I gotta figure something out. I'm getting scalp treatments literally twice a month. The shampoo that I'm buying is hella expensive and it's not working. My dandruff isn't going away and I need to do something. So I started using Monet as a customer first and about six months after that um, I started 
thinking about the business side because I was like, you know what, not everybody wears makeup and I'm narrowing down my potential clientele because of makeup. Not everyone wears makeup and even um, women out there who like makeup don't always wear it. And so I had been praying about a new opportunity for me financially and it was also in the midst of us me more specifically needing to figure out my finances because of all the lovely things that have happened throughout my life financially um when we were trying to build a house they basically said okay here's the thing you make money but you don't make enough money to pay off your debt and so your credit is trash um and you are going to have to pay a major down payment on the house or you know what it'd just be best for lucas at the time my boyfriend to just be on this house loan and i was devastated and so going through it all I was like I need something God like I was praying hard I was like I need something um, to fall on my lap I need something that would be able to bring me some more money because I'm already a full-time college student I'm already doing the pageant thing I'm working this makeup artistry business I'm working at the hospital full-time like I need something and so Monet happened but something that was interesting with Monet is they announced these founder shares where you actually can get a portion of their quarterly income it's like one percent pot and then you get a chunk of it and if you sign up before this time you would get three shares um in the company if you hit a specific rank within a year and I was like okay I need to pray on this and so I was praying about it and praying about it and I was like you know what there had just been some things within the company that was happening that I just didn't agree with and just their ethics weren't connecting with me. And so I looked really into Monet and their culture and uh, Monet's gratitude base and I love that so much. And then I was like, okay, let's talk about commission. Their commission is out of this world. And again, because I loved the commission side of you know, working because what I put forward, I get paid out for it. You know, I was like, okay, yes, this commission is incredible. One of the best compensation plans I've ever seen. And I kept praying about it. I was like, okay, I need to find a good mentor. So I signed, I like, stalked people that's a little aggressive but I did I stalked people for a few months to see who are who's working their business who is showing up who is promoting the most people you know what kind of trainings they offered and I ended up partnering with my upline Allie and um and I ended up signing up and um and I basically said see you later bye to my other team and I posted on the Facebook page letting everybody know that I was leaving um I got a ton of backlash from my previous company where the executives were going into different Facebook group pages and saying, block this girl. She's going to try to cross promote. She's going to try to steal your girls. I was like, no, that's not my vibe. Not my vibe at all. So I left that company, joined Monet, and I went balls to the wall because of the Smart Start program that they have. Um, because every four VIP customers that you sign up, you get a $60 bonus on top of the base commission. Then if you sign up four VIPs and one person to do this business with you, and you don't get paid unless you teach other people how to get money. Um, and when you do that, the four VIPs and get a business partner with you, you get $150 bonus on top of a $60 bonus. So that's $210 right there. And then on top of that, 
If you do what I just said three times, you get a $500 bonus on top of three $150 bonuses on top of three $60 bonuses on top of um, mentorship bonuses that you get on top of rank advancement bonuses. And it just was piling in left and right. And I was like, holy Toledo. And the amount of money that I needed to pay off, um, I'm not going to say the specific number because if there is, you know, the FTC, you can't share because of the FTC, you can't share how much money you make um, and you can't share any of those things, um, which is kind of a bummer because this business truly, truly, truly can change your life in so many different ways. Um, And if people saw how much money that you can make in the industry of network marketing, more people would join into it. But again, you can't put it out there because we have the FTC. Anyways, um, I was able to pay off all of the monies that I needed to pay off to be able to be on the mortgage of our house and our down payment too also went from X amount of money to only $300, which was absolutely insane. And that was all because of network marketing. Now, how, you know the makeup world and network marketing come together it really just like plays out super well it's in the beauty world um and you know faces by lizzie i focus on people who are pageant girls and i just noticed that there weren't people doing pageant makeup in the area and people just you know being miss north dakota you worked with a lot of sponsors and i just didn't find somebody who is up to my bougie level and i wanted to provide that bougie-ness and so um between Faces by Lizzie and Monet. It has just truly been life-changing. And I've never worked a day in the past two years because after um, three months, yeah, three months of working Monet, I quit my job at the hospital um, and I started working full-time and it's been almost two and a half years working full-time for myself. And, you know, God bless Monet because um, my what would have been my first full year as a certified makeup artist because I was doing it underneath um, not certified. Like I almost got sued by, no, I was attempted to be sued by the cosmetology board because I was taking people's clients unknowingly needing a qualified certification. Anyways, um, my first year, which would have been my first full year as Faces by Lizzie was the Miss rona year i can't say the name or this is gonna get flagged but um monet like saved my butt 120 percent because i lost so much money um in the wedding world because i had to give over it was almost twenty thousand dollars back to people um for weddings (laughs) and that really sucked and monet was there as my backup um and less um actually in exactly my year mark of being with Monet I hit founders and so I'm a three founder shareholder within Monet which is insane um plus qualified to be a Cadillac driver which I don't have but it's okay um but that's all possible because of this business and you know I never thought that I would be a business owner, but I'm also a person who isn't afraid to take risks. We've gotten to this place within this world where we care way too much about what other people think of us versus what we want for ourselves. Like, so I talk to so many people who want to do this direct sales thing with me, um, but they're so afraid of what other people are going to think of them. Like my 
everything that I just talked about with the business side from schooling, like there are people who, you know, say what they want to say. However, that's a direct reflection of who they are and not who I am. That is a direct projection. Projection? What? I just had a stroke. It's a direct projection of their insecurities onto you because you are willing to go after things that people are too afraid to do. And that's something that I think happens way too often in this world. So this is for anybody who's listening who's been thinking about going after a dream or a goal or switching their major or joining direct sales or doing that thing that you've wanted to do but the opinions of other people have held you back from doing it. My advice to you is screw what those people have to say and go do it for yourself. You only have one life to live and if you get to being 50, 60, 70 or two days before your deathbed and you sit back and go, God, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. You know, I regret not doing. Live a life with zero regrets, you know. I never look back in my life and say, oh, I regret doing this. I regret doing that. I regret nothing because every single thing that I have said yes to or I've tried or attempted and failed or attempted and succeeded at has made me the person I am today. And there is a lesson behind every single you know, opportunity and a blessing that happens in every single opportunity that's presented to you. Like when I got fired from Buffalo Wild Wings, I got a job at the airport and I met my husband. Like that is insane to think about. When I got, when I quit working at the airport, I started working at Microsoft and I learned so many things from a technical side and a business side that helps me today because I said yes. And then when I started working at the hospital, my passion for helping people and being able to be an advocate for them as well as living a life more gratitude focused, I got that because I worked at the hospital. And yes, I don't work there anymore. And yes, you know, I did the whole school thing and it just wasn't my vibe, which I did eventually graduate. Um with um what is it associates associates in business I don't know something like that like that's the thing I graduated and I didn't even know until I got an email from my college (laughs) and the diploma in my mail like I didn't even know and that's the thing about living life now you just have to do it for you and unapologetically live your life And if you're listening to this, my last advice is do not ever let money be the thing that holds you back from chasing your dreams. If you dream it and you put the action into it, you can accomplish anything. Stop talking the talk and start doing the do because when you do the do, you will accomplish your dreams and be able to live the life that you've wanted to live. Stop living the life that other people are telling you to live and stop letting your bank account prevent you from getting there take the risks be like do it scared don't hold back but just do it because again you would much rather say that you did it than say that you did not do it and that is this week's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, give it five stars, whatever you guys do on podcasts. Um, share it with your friends. Tag me on social media at Living Lizzie. 
Um, and that's it, guys. So with that being said, don't forget your love. Don't forget to be kind to one another. Most importantly, don't forget to be kind to yourself. Spread love, not hate. And I'll see you guys on next week's podcast. Love you much. Goodbye. <laughs>